Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. But today, we're talking NWA Saturday Night on TBS from October the 21st, 1989. It is a miracle that Doc and I are recording this show this week. It is snowmageddon, ice-mageddon, whatever the hell cold-temperature-mageddon you want to give it. It's a miracle we're recording. But, Doc, um, how are you? As we wait on Harper to join us. He's busy. He's he's coming, though. He, say, he says he's coming, but go ahead. We've heard that one before. I'll be there, bruh. Well, I'll be there, bruh. Well, we're here. And that says a hell of a lot about a hell of a lot, don't it? Um, Given the power grid issues, I just hope we make it through the show tonight. But let's just see how this works out. Well, here's the thing. If you're around the world, around the country, and you're hearing stories, it's literally that bad here. Now, Mike and I, you know, we've been real lucky. We're not going to lie. Don't, 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 don't say it. Knock on wood. Do uh, not so say it. So so far. I ain't even telling people that. I'm just, I just tell people I'm lucky. But go ahead. Yeah, look, but but we're, uh, we're going to cut some promos on this shit because, okay, so... We all know that Mike and I are generous people. So, Mike, you you have who all lives in your house? Uh, mother-in-law, me, wife, kids. So, as you may know, we have the same setup. So, you know, you and I have taken in somebody who was not in our original family, brought them into our home, put them under our roof, let them eat from our table. <laughs> it's your mother-in-law what do you mean wasn't in your original family you kind of married into that it wasn't right but you didn't have to i mean you could have been like no nah, no nah, let's you know whatever okay damn i'm just All saying right. pop pop don't live there you know that's my wife that's my wife's choice i have no problem with pop pop if he wanted to live here but she's like nah ain't happening but go ahead okay Proceed. but what i'm trying to say is that we are benevolent in our ways yes but who, since this terrible storm has started, who else, who has joined your family this week Your house, in your house? Well, the only person who's joined the family is not a person. My brother-in-law brought his dog over here because this little bitty dog, which is like one of those shit zoos or whatever, was freezing in his place because he hasn't had heat. Now, he didn't want to stay over here. He went back home. I don't know why, but he did. Um, I think it's because you made him feel not welcome a few years back about that couch, but whatever. 
So we've got his. We've <laughs> we've expanded by a dog at this point. Okay. Well, I've grown a little bit more than that. Yes. Just, you could ask a question there. You know, this is a podcast where we act like we're having a conversation. Tell us, tell us how you've grown. I already know, but proceed, please. My parents have been here the last three days. Yeah, Hold on. I could go without that, that. That's me taking a big sip of oh, big sip of whiskey. Um, they lost power. They're old. They're in their seventies. They got over here somehow, like thirty miles to our house, and they're still here. But today, man, I, I got to tell you this story about my mom. I'm sitting because, you know, I mean, it's 2021. We're working at home and we're working wherever we can. So I, I have a table set up in the in our formal dining room and I've kind of camped out there. And I'm sitting there working. I got my monitors up and I'm, you know, I'm doing important white man business shit. And she rounds the corner and looks at me and goes, are you really working or are you playing? I said, okay. excuse me? You go mind your business, old lady. It's like, she goes, I was wondering if you could get me a Diet Coke. I said, motherfucker, I'm over here paying the bills with work. You, we can take you straight from here to the motherfucking home if, if this isn't good enough for you or I am not laboring hard enough. I, hey, look, man. Mom or not, we call it right down the middle in this on, on BTT, you know. Oh, she that. wanted you to where'd she want you to go get a Diet Coke from? Out of the there's a refrigerator in the garage. Okay, I was clarifying. I'm like, was she telling you to go to the 7 Eleven or Quick Trip or or what are you talking about here? But okay, she, she walked she couldn't half go as far to come tell me to go get it as if she'd have done it herself, dude. Let me tell and, you, and something. it was like, are you, are you playing? Are you really working? She didn't want to go in that garage because, like I told you the other day, I believe I recorded the lowest temperature I've ever recorded in my garage uh, in the um, 16 years I've been in my home. And that is, uh, I believe it was 24 degrees mm. in my garage. Now, okay, so no let's set the stage for people. Look, Mike and I come on here, on here in the summer and we talk about it. it's hotter than Panther Piss. But we're just fucking with y'all because we live with this shit. And yeah, it's annoying, but we know what to do in 100 degree temperature and we're used to it. It was legit for a shoot zero degrees the other night. Now, I know we got an international audience, so we're going to say that this is on the Fahrenheit scale, but zero degrees. For the record, um, they said they recorded negative two at well, there you the go. official DFW. Uh, the wind airport. chill was like negative 15. We cannot deal with this show. So we got four inches of snow, which, you know, you can kind of deal with. But then we got another fucking inch and a half last night. And some ice. I got, I got more than four inches over here. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm not talking about that kind of inches. I'm talking about actual snow. Mm. We got we, we got a little bit more. So here's the thing. Texas can't deal with this shit. The grocery stores are either out of food or just shut down because they don't have power. The gas stations are all out of gas because people don't know how to behave and they make a run on this shit. My, we ain't got no water over here. They they The water mains are breaking all over the place. And so we have bathtubs full of snow that we're letting melt so that we can flush toilets. And I, look, we're blessed because we're still here. But I want you people to understand that it, whether for, for six years we fought technology, 
We fight Harper's lack of punctuality. We have fought fucking Rona. <laughs> we fought youth sports. Mm. We fight everything to bring this to the table. And now we got a new one. And you know what? Here where the fuck we are. That's right. Damn it. Um, real right, quick. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, just to put it in perspective, I'd say what? One out of every five or six people is out of power in, in an area of about four million people. It's more than that. It's it's I think it's more than that. I bet you it's two out of five at least because in and it's probably higher than two out of five. If you consider in how many people's is cut off and keeps coming back on. I mean, it's it's you're working on 50 percent of the area at least that doesn't have consistent. Now, it's so, probably two so, out of it's probably two out of five that just doesn't have it at all. And look, I get it. You know, people are like, well, what's the big deal? It's Texas, dude. Like the houses aren't built for that mm-hmm. for that extreme in this area of a of a low temperature. So your power goes out, your home doesn't have heat, all of a sudden now your 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 pipes are, are freezing up now. You're you got busted pipe. It just it's a problem a frozen, on top of a, a problem. Frozen, we had a frozen pipe the other day. I had to I had to get in there and put a space heater on it and thaw it out. It took about an hour. Pain in the ass, man. It's working, but now we ain't got no water. And then, you know, you got like I had a coworker, you know, inside of this person's house. It was basically like 32 degrees or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's a shoot. The thermostat, um, people bundled up. It, it's a it's 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 something else. So but we're here. So we're, we made it. In a cranky mood. We just want to tell you, all, we're, you know what we are like if we're going to use a metaphor? Because all of our listeners have seen Shawshank Redemption. We're like at the end when Andy Dufresne crawled through. 500 yards of shit and piss just to get to freedom. That's what we do every week to get this show out. I got like two more days of food at this point for we got five three. humans in this house. And I'm like, oh, I don't know we, if we're going to We got make three. It. And we, because well, we had to start feeding two more mouths that we didn't have. I hear that, man. Well, we went, we went to the store, the store that was working yesterday to get milk. They had five gallons left. Five one-gallon jugs left, no eggs, and the line was a legit 75 people deep to check out. I ain't kidding. The line went all the way, snaked around, and went back to the back of the store and snuck. I ain't ever seen anything like it. And I looked at my wife, and I go, you want to stand here an hour and a half for a jug of milk? And she goes, the kids can drink something else. And we left. That's right. Damn it. Well... So Doc, like Doc said, we're gonna bring the show no matter what. We're we're into this thing, almost six years at this point. The show doesn't. It, we just don't hey, end. And let me we, tell you we, something. My parents are out there. They have no idea. Like they don't know what a podcast is. They've never listened to one. They have no idea what we're doing back here. I think they may think that I'm actually training to be a wrestler. I don't know, but they're out there, and I'm back here. So if this show goes three hours, I don't give a shit. Well, on that it's, time, it's time to pull one of these TGBL shows and let's go for four hours. I don't know about that. I'm not here for a four hour show, but I am here to thank all of the wonderful patrons out there, especially <sighs> disrespectfully classy, Marky Blassie, Mike Childry, Joe Ice, Jeremy Priest. Thank you for your patronage, your generous contributions to the show each and every month. And I got a shout out uh, one new patron. 
Alan Caps, thanks for signing up, Alan. I believe I missed you last week, so wanted to make sure I got you this week. And shout out to BTT Hall of Famer, gentleman Chris Zanto. He moved over to the annual Patreon option, uh, basically getting him a month for free. Remember, you can go annual now. You don't have to stay month to month. If you go annual, you get a month for free, and you can sign up either annual or month to month at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Remember... There's no way you're going to get our review of Halloween Havoc 1989 coming up within the next week and two days unless you sign up at Patreon, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Um, Doc, do you want to cover the five-star review we got? There's a new one, and then I've got the Canadian, a couple of Canadian ones I can do. Yeah, I got mine. Okay. We have, a, want, we have a five-star review in from Prime Fan 37 This one came in earlier this week. We probably would have seen it earlier, but we've been fighting the, the elements here. Awesome podcast. I got turned on to this pod after hearing Mike Mills on the Mid-South podcast and decided to give this show a shot. It has quickly become my favorite podcast. I'm in the midst of going back and doing the dive on smoking. God, what a lucky fella. Incredible work. Doc Turner is a consummate heel, and Hardbody Harper has no shame. The interplay between these guys will prompt you to laugh out loud at times. If you are easily offended or terminally leaning towards being politically correct, this is not the show for you. If you've got a sense of humor, don't take everything that life throws at you too seriously and love old school wrestling. This is the pod for you. That's a great five-star review, actually. He nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it on all fronts. Seriously. I mean, it doesn't get any more real than that. That He covered all the bases. So thank you very much, uh, Prime Fan. Let me cover, if you heard us last week, we talked about there were some Canadian five-star reviews that had not shown up on our, because <laughs> we're in America, and I, evidently you can't see the Canadian one. So I got a, got a couple of more I'm going to shout out this week. First off, I want to shout out longtime BTT Hall of Famer Lee Russell, he left a review back in 2018, and it said, oh, stop hitting your mic or whatever the hell you're doing, Doc. He said... I didn't touch anything. I'm just sitting here, bro. I wonder if that's Harper on. Yo, that's Harper. Hi. God, he joined Yo, late again. <laughs> no, okay, uh, Mr. Huge effing arms uh, talking to Luke Hawks. Yeah, well... Did Luke need to ride somewhere and he's too afraid to drive? Oh, wait, it's not icy there. Never mind. No, it's not icy here. Let... Hey, let me do this real quick, and then we're going to go to Hopper. Old, Lee Russell, old school greatness, looking at the NWA and Smoky Mountain. Great for old school wrestling fans. Book it on your subscription feeds. And then I got, um, where is it at? Let's see. Yeah, one more uh, from my friend of mine up north in Canada, like I said. Uh, this is by uh, PN News Jr. on, on mm. Twitter. He says, love the reviews of old NWA shows. Doc and Hopper carry the other guy through. A ton of fun. Need Hopper singing Man Called Sting as my new ring ringtone. <laughs> Keep it up, guys. Thank you, Mr. Man PN Called Sting. He's a good mm -hmm. fellow on, on, mm -hmm. on the Twitter. Uh, him, that, him and the Eye of Gibson are uh, a really close uh, buddies. So anyway, mm -hmm. those are two Canadian five-star reviews as Hopper has joined the show. So, uh, Doc, uh, proceed to asking Hopper whatever you're about to talk to him about now. Well, just so you know, because you texted us the other day, we do have power, obviously. But if you were wondering, negative 13 is colder than you want to be. Negative 13? That was the windshield the other morning. Jesus bro. Christ. 
Auburn. That's fucking crazy. It was minus two the other morning, the actual temperature. Uh, that yeah, does that's... not happen on this segment of the planet. And if you think often. and if you're and if you're sitting there thinking, yeah, but once you're cold, you're cold. That's not how that works. That's not how that works either. Yeah, my yeah. aunts in uh Houston still don't have power. There you go. Yep. All right. So speaking of the speaking of geography, um, we talked a little bit just briefly about our, uh, you know, our our friend um, from the south that, well, you know, put gorilla glue in her hair and ended up in the hospital. Oh no! We heard a story that that was one of your ex girlfriends. Can we confirm that? That was one of Mike's ex old ladies. Oh, First off, we didn't yeah. talk about this. We only mentioned that someone put gorilla glue in their hair. We didn't say what the deal was. She was a sister. Uh, what the what hell has that, that got to do with what anything? What does that mean? I mean, what are you trying to say, Harper? Huh? I mean, the hair looked perfect. It was a helmet. She looked like a uh, <laughs> like a like. Remember in Spaceballs, the guys with the black helmets? Yeah. We ain't found shit. So, so let me just be clear. I don't, I, white, most white people have no, zero, little to zero understanding of black people's hair. It's a mystery, bruh. Isn't it, Mike? I wouldn't call it a mystery, but. Um, well, you've got more uphand knowledge than I do. Yeah. A lot more. I mean, white people are stupid too. I mean, our wives are going to take forty-five minutes to get ready too. I'm just—it's a different—it's a different, it's a different you know, way to get there. Talk about yeah. the sister's hair. I want you to remember the time you told me that your wife was at the beauty shop for three and a half hours getting gussied up with a new hairdo, and she walked in the door and you said three and a half hours for that. <laughs> That's well. nice. <laughs> and that's a shoot, brother. I call it straight down the middle for everything, Brian. My mom, my wife, whoever, man. I mean, shit, stupid, stupid. Now, would you like me the, to read the title of the story that was on NOLA.com about this? I think you should. I think you should because it will lead us to Harper, I believe. So the title of the story on NOLA.com stated St. Mm. Bernard Parish Woman. Goes mm. viral after using gorilla glue as hairspray. And so, I'm going to read the first two paragraphs okay. yeah, please, from please, the article. St. Bernard Parish woman's TikTok post has gone viral after she documented her bout with gorilla glue that used that she used as a makeshift hairspray and eventually put her in a Chalmette hospital, according to a report by WWL TV. Tessica Brown called the experiment a bad, bad, bad idea and said her hair has remained in the same braid for a month because of the <laughs> adhesive spray. Even after 15 washes and dousing her mane in coconut oil. Come she on. Hold on. She eventually wound up at the St. Bernard Parish Ashner Hospital because her head was hurting, according to an Instagram post Saturday. Hospital staff sent her home with sterile water and nail polish remover pads. But her <laughs> most recent Instagram post suggested she she still may be looking for a solution to her hair problem. A day later, Gorilla Glue released a statement that said they were very sorry to hear about the unfortunate incident and added that their product is not supposed to be applied to hair. 
I will let uh, you go on from here, Doc or Harper. Her head looks like a magic eight ball. <laughs> How so? I'm looking at it. It's got the shine, and it's just it's. <sighs> God. Now, well, here's what here's what we need from you, because Mike wanted me to ask you. Uh, well, you know. There's a large percentage of the the world, not only just the U.S., but the world, who knows that there's New Orleans. Through the magic of this show, they've learned that there's a place right outside of New Orleans called Metairie. And that's really it. You know, they've heard some about Homa and all that shit from Cornette, but most people don't know about Louisiana. So what we need is for you to tell us. Uh, what you think of St. Bernard Parish, which is not New Orleans, I understand. No, St. Bernard is like right outside the Ninth Ward. It's like right, it's it's right there. What kind of people live there? Uh, that kind of coon-ass. Just fucking say it. <laughs> like fucking coon-ass, like crazy fucking white people. It's white mm, people who think they're better than black folks because they live on the side of the tracks that's not the ninth ward, but they really just is trifling. Yeah. Why are you so angry? Did you show me where the house is there? It's great. Because Shalmatians are a different breed of white folks. Yeah. Yeah, they're a whole different fucking situation. So how did, but how did Tessica, TikTok Tessica get in there? She probably lives in 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 uh, Violet Village Village Square, to Violet. Yeah. yeah, she probably lives. Yeah, in, yeah. So y'all obviously, y'all obviously, well, y'all obviously think that there's something different about these people. There but is. But you haven't explained different. to me what it is. Well, they, bro, you there's a joke, bro. I'm in St. Bernard every day, and I still see people, a few, walking around Walmart wearing a white shrimper boots. That's it. I knew he was going to say it. In I still see it to this day. And that they, was the old saying. We used to, they used to call those Chalmette Reeboks. Or Chalmette Nikes. Yeah. With the white shrimper boots. Because like, that's a big thing down there. They go... You know, shrimping and and shit like that in the golf, like fucking Forrest Gump and shit. You know, do you, do you know what shrimp boots are, Doc? When he says uh, that, no. no. Well, think it's think of a, uh, it's just it's a rubber boot, old, uh, rubber boots, like you buy at Walmart, like you know, <laughs> so you don't get wet, like if it's raining and shit. And these mm -hmm. yeah. morons drive around in their 1985 Camaro with a cigarette hanging out their lip and the window down with no uh, AC and, and, with their shout with their Chalmette Nikes on. And they, they go all everywhere. Drive a pickup truck like the black Silverado with the Salt Life sticker <laughs> on the back window. That's the like. <laughs> That's like the official vehicle of fucking St. Bernard. Is a, what kind of is music a, are these people listening to? Oh, I'll be honest. It's a mixture now, but it's... I, I mean, just Google Shalmation. <laughs> right? That's what we call Dude. them, Shalmations. Like a Dalmatian, they call them Shalmations because it's Shalmet. That's what Cornette would, would talk about when they would do 
the Mid-South shows at the St. Bernard Civic Center. Great, great wrestling venue. Yeah. Fantastic Uh, wrestling uh, venue for Mid-South back in the day. So is it really that weird that this lady put glue in her hair? It is. I mean, I I thought it was a joke. Who the fuck would pick up a can of glue? (laughs) Yeah, but this is where... Hold on, hold on, hold on. I know we got some some punkers out in our our midst, the punk rock crew, and I know I know dudes back in my day that would put glue in their mohawks to get it to stand up for real. Oh, That's true. Now they're ball, ball, they're all balder than Mike Mills right now, but. That's a shoot. So I, I didn't know that it was that crazy that, well, I didn't say it was smart. I just said it happened. So I wasn't that shocked that she was putting shit in her hair. I mean, it worked perfect. Yeah, it did. See? I guess if perfect is going to the hospital and them giving you alcohol pads. I understand what goes into someone's head. Like, okay, this shit will work. Harper, the internet has made many humans infinitely dumber. Is what I don't think so. I think it's just highlighted what we what's already all been out there forever. And her fucking eyelashes, I think, were gorilla glued on there too. Dude, they look like they were because them some bitches were stiff on those. (laughs) They were stiff. Yeah, her her eyelashes were stiff, bro. They, I mean, they were they yeah. were at attention. Well, I just don't fucking. I mean, she might as well should have just put like paint thinner on her fucking head or something. Don't give her any ideas. We'll get sued. <laughs> I I saw the story. And I t- asked my wife. I said, "You see what your people doing?" She said, "No, don't, don't, don't you don't, people? Don't. You you people? You, you mean you people?" Yeah, what does your, that mean? I said your people. Wax. Women? Is that women? <laughs> I meant women, yes. Not <laughs> Jesus Lord, y'all take that out of context. I said, you see what your people do? She's like, Jesus Lord. I hate she she gets hot about stuff like that. Oh my God. See people like that? And, and then society judges us all by those standards. Like, whoa, 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 slow down. <laughs> That's not true. We don't I mean, I'm not judged for what white police officers do, am I? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I don't know after you cut a promo on that cop that time and never saw no consequences from it. That's Good true, job. man. I hey man, what's white privilege if you can't whip it out and use it when you need to? Exactly, Mike. That's nice. I mean, if you're not if you're not using that shit to your advantage, it's not really a privilege now, is it? What's wrong with you? <laughs> I don't know what you're oh. talking about. I'm in the middle of an ice storm and a pandemic. What do you want from me? That's crazy, bro. Like y'all no, still no. no, what's crazy is my parents have been here for three days, motherfucker. How's that working out? I'm fucking I bought a I brought a fucking barrel of whiskey back here to record. That's how it's going. <laughs> you asked him how it's working out, Harper. He before you got on, he goes, I'm ready to do a four hour podcast tonight back here. <laughs> That's how it's going. In case you're wondering. Had your dad that... blown up the bathroom yet? Yeah, and we're out of water. Oh my god! So we had filled up the the water's not working. So we had filled up. Oh, the god, the water's out too. Our water's out. Mike's isn't. So our water's out. We both have had power the whole way. Oh, um, our bathtubs are full, and I got those like Home Depot bu- buckets. Yeah, and filling it up, and then when those when you use the bathtub up, you go shovel some snow and replace yourself. 
God damn. Yeah, it's some bullshit. And here's the thing. Mike's living it up over in the ghetto. I know if y'all looked on his Twitter feed and saw him in that Oh, I saw that shit. That fucking stupid beard he's grown, and he's in that fucking (laughs) godforsaken ghetto in the middle of winter. I just (laughs) like, man, you ought to finish recording this video and go up in your attic and hang yourself, Von Eric style. Yeah, you saw that fucking that fucking 2005 Charger drive by with the rims, with with the pit bull (laughs) driving it. You really? I thought this must be what what Saint Bernard Parish looks like. Yeah. <laughs> you Mike's the, winning. Mike's you couldn't winning see so the far. sweatshirt. I had a nickel state sweatshirt on. I thought you were gonna say something about that. Oh, I, I didn't that see that. But yeah. anyway, but anyway, he's winning because he still has water and power. I got power, and we had water until today. And, and as soon as we heard that the water may be going out, we filled up the bathtubs real quick. Like, yeah, that's. I bet your kids are going crazy, huh? They love this shit. They don't. They never had snow in here in Texas. Oh yeah, and it's that's true. Getting around. That's fucking crazy. Fuck all that noise. Can I we mean, outside? Right. Can we wait until the windshield's negative seven? Because it's negative thirteen right now. I mean, it just got really fucking cold here. It's the first time I wore a fucking scarf in fucking New Orleans. A scarf. Yeah. Uh, it's not that cold here. And I had a yeah, okay. uh, gym shorts right now, pal. Yeah, okay. I, had, I, I had a drink in a fucking car, a fucking energy drink that's been sitting back there. I crack it open. I'm like, this bitch is half fucking frozen. I had the. I was telling Doc, I told Doc this. So the temperature in my garage was 24 degrees the other night. Had to bring in the water from outside so it wouldn't freeze because it was all I starting to, to bring freeze. In all that beer that I usually keep out there. I was like, man, I got to protect my resources. Just some Yankee shit. I know, man. I mean, we complain. We we complain about the heat, but at least here we're prepared for it. We got the AC in the inside, bro. Right. You I can't. Paid, I would pay take... twelve thousand dollars for a new AC last year, thinking, "All right, shit, man, I get it. I need to invest in this because it's never gonna go away." And then I get hit with this bullshit. Yeah, I would rather be fucking freezing my dick off than than hot because uh-huh. there is. Yo, no, no. Oh, bro, fuck that, because there is no way to combat the heat, bro. If you don't got I, fucking AC yeah. in the summer, there is no way you can you can make it tolerable. I see both extremes, because I grew up in New Orleans in that 100% humidity, yep. in a house that didn't have air conditioning. Uh, it's, it's stifling, it's miserable, but at the same time, when it gets to zero degrees outside, bro... There's only, I mean, you, I mean, put you a could put blankets and shit, bro. No. I, bro. I don't know, bro. That wind no. starts whipping and it's miserable. Yeah, it's that's just all as... fucking outside. I'm talking about sitting in a house. Harper, yeah. they got millions without power right now that are in their house where it's 30 we degrees. This, we said this earlier. We think it's like two out of every five people in the Metroplex. Four million people are without power. They put out on the news the other night the county judge for Dallas. We ain't talking about St. Bernard Parish. Dallas County, the county judge said, if you don't have, if you have power tonight, reach out and find somebody who doesn't and have them stay with you. And if you don't have power, you need to get somewhere with power before the sun goes down. Oh, wow. Dude, I've seen photographs of people's thermostat in the 30s. In their house. And still dropping. Uh, it's been bad. It's 
Yeah, so but Hopper, I feel and Mike you on and I that. Ruben do this, and yet you're late because you're on the phone with Luke. Thanks. Yeah, and I'm wearing a hoodie. <laughs> I'm wearing gym shorts. I don't give a shit. Uh, you see? Well, are we ready to talk some wrestling? Did we get through the Gorilla Glue and the, the Well, we made story? it 36 minutes. You wanted it to be less than 45, so I'm going to call that a win. Yeah, uh, let's go to promo on this bullshit. I didn't sign up to do the Hold Saturday on. nights. Can you give me a chance to start the video version? <laughs> sure. While you All do. Right. I hit being... start on the video. Now go ahead and say what you're about to say about October 21st, 1989. Too many fucking matches. Jesus Christ. It's like, I don't want. We established years ago. I watched the wrong one. <laughs> I watched the one for like the next week. And I texted him and told him the 21st. I don't, yeah, right. They got numbers. You're ready for next week. Let's just go ahead and do next week. So after yeah, this. book it, bitch. <laughs> it's ready for next week. Uh, yeah, oh, boy. It's the first time in his life he's ever been early. Don't don't spoil it for him. Yeah. No, he did that a couple weeks ago, too, about a month or two ago. Remember, he watched the one ahead, and he was like, oh, well, I'm ready for next week. What is this, 11 matches? 11 matches on this show. Not a I'll damn one it. of them worth a the shit either. Well, I guess we'd get into it, but yeah, 11 matches. It was a very lengthy episode. I mean, they opened it kind of hot. We saw a replay of Luger and Pillman slugging away. Then we cut the center stage with Cornette and Jim Ross, and Corny teases the woman interview from her hotel room, which is exceptional. And then we head to the ring for, uh, just like Doc said, the 11 matches on a card. So, um, Doc, I'm going to go to the first match. We got Bobby... And Jackie Fulton, who defeat Lee Scott and Agent Steele. I want to say something about this. So, I got a few I, things, too. Well, you know, I said, I think it was last week when we were talking about Bobby Fulton, because he came in, and I said that Bobby Fulton had mentioned the reason Jackie was his tag team partner in Smoky Mountain was because Tommy had, you know, marital issues and things like that. I'm wondering if he had the marital... I'm wondering if Bobby maybe have gotten his timeline messed up and he also had the marital issues during this time. And that's why, like, that's why Tommy's not there. I don't I know. Say Corny, makes... Corny said during the match that Tommy has a successful business he's taking care of in Florida. Oh, sure. Okay. Believe a <laughs> wrestler. But anyway, um, what did you have from the match, Doc? Uh, no music for this. So I thought maybe uh, t- uh, Bobby Fulton left the ZZ Top cassette in his car. Or turn just came up and didn't play it. Maybe. Man, it's not like it's they don't mess the... things up. Huh? It's not like they don't mess things up. Well, yeah, really. it's true. Uh, man, Bobby, they're both wearing these terrible tights again that we talked about last week. Yeah, you like those, Harper? Let's see. Look at the tights. Oh, it's like it's... half and half. Yeah, yeah it's got it's the trunk on one side and the long oh, leg on the other. God. I remember Zach Ryder wore that when he was first. When uh, he was in WWE for a while, woo woo woo, you know it. Yeah, that looks horrible. Yeah, it does look horrible. Um, it looks somewhere... like a fucking action figure where, like, if you turn him sideways, is this? And you turn him that way, is he looks different or something? Yeah. Jr. said that. It... Yeah, it's not good. Jr. said somewhere in the middle of this match that personal issues is not his business. And I was thinking, right, it's not your business. You went with Rick uh, with Rick Steiner to women's hotel room. 
It don't get no more personal than that. With that deluxe pizza? I don't know. The beaver. Maybe he was hoping that he could get on one end and Rick Steiner could get on the other and, you know. That's nice. What the fuck you drinking? My oh, I had no. some, oh. That's not me. That's Doc. Oh. No, go ahead, Doc. Answer the question. Well, I had some um, 40 Creek whiskey I was sipping down earlier. He ended up, <laughs> because it's the dead of winter in a 100-year in a winter storm, I decided to have a, a seasonal spring blend from our own Texas Shiner Brewery. I'm drinking their Strawberry Blonde. Delicious. You drink the the uh, the grapefruit. I can't, I don't because I take a uh, um, high cholesterol medication. You're not supposed to have any grapefruit with that. Oh. It interacts with that. You know, I don't want to get too. That's inside baseball, but it's good. It's good too. The Ruby Redbird. It's delicious. Yeah. Mike, you've been drinking beer a lot lately. How's that going for you? Uh, no different than it's going the last time we talked about it. I mean, well. Actually, now you say that, I I put two beers in the in the snow the other day. What are you, 18? And boy, let me tell you, a cold beer, ice cold beer in the snow, Bubba, hits a lot harder. No, it doesn't. That's a, a lie. It made you feel cool because it was the first time idea. you did it. Yeah. I, I, I'm not like you. I don't need to feel cool. Okay, jackass? <laughs> Jesus. I'm not trying to feel cool. I'm trying to feel drunk. That's the difference. Well, that's nothing new. You're always drunk. Man, this match went 10 minutes and made me miss Tommy Rogers. Yeah. How do you know? You didn't even watch it. I know. This is great. Look at that. Yeah. Double hip toss. There he goes. Separating the body part. Working the leg. I mean, arm. There's some uh, skinny kid with with cheetah pants <laughs> that's lee scott our smoky mountain friend okay well well that's his problem this match does go a little while doc as in almost yeah. 10 minutes i think yeah uh so they're gonna win the fantastics any other thoughts i liked it better last week when bobby was by himself and fought muda that was fun yeah it wasn't bad actually it was god those tights are so distracting i know and I'm not one of those guys that sits there and just critiques like sports uniforms and left and right, but right's right and wrong's wrong. Oh God, it's just look it's weird. In, he's in there with a guy with neon yellow Zubaz tights, and you're not talking about how bad they are. I mean, look at that. That's awful. It's a weird look. I do yeah. agree. The late the it's 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 strange. Okay, let's go to this promo now from Flair, Oli, and Sting after the Fantastics win. Ladies and gentlemen, one week from tonight in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, at the Civic Center, 7 o'clock Eastern time is the start. In the Thunderdome cage, Flair and Sting, Funk and Muda, but the designated Terminators have it all in their hands. The bottom line is that I've said it a hundred times that Philadelphia is the site of the greatest Wrestling pay-per-view of all time. The Thunderdome is the theme. Ric Flair, Sting, and our designated Terminator, Ole Anderson, will reign. Woo! 
supreme, baby. You know we will. You know what? I just gotta say something. I'm sick of Muda, and I'm sick of Terry Funk. And in the Thunderdome, I am gonna get it done. So is a nature boy. And if I gotta beat you to a pulp, Muda, and you, Terry Funk, and Ric Flair and I can just look at each other and kind of smile, look down at Oli, smile one more time, like we got what we want. With you pulverized on the ground, I'm gonna put you on my back. He may put Terry Funk on his back. And we're gonna crawl to the top of the Thunderdome to the bar that is filled with electricity. And if I gotta listen to Oli down on the ground saying, Sting, Blair, don't do it! That's filled with electricity! I don't wanna throw in the towel. You don't have to worry, you don't have to throw in the towel because I'd rather pass out, Oli. Don't worry. Hart, you're gonna have one heck of a night. Don't forget that big steel cage. Don't forget the special referee, Bruno Sammartino. And don't forget, nobody quits. Nobody gets pinned. Your men don't have anything to say about it. Gary Hart, it's you and it's me. We have to decide. Are you gonna let your meal ticket go down? I think you're gonna be just a little bit scared when you hear him hollering and the bones twisting. I'm betting you're gonna throw that towel in. Gary Hart, get ready, because we're coming to Philadelphia. And fans, it's all going to happen one week from tonight, 7 o'clock Eastern Time, and we'll be back with more World Championship Wrestling right after this. I mean, it was uh, meat and potatoes. They're building up the pay-per-view and the Thunderdome match. Uh, I mean, we've seen much better from Flair and Ole. I don't know. Doc, what did you think? I, I thought Oli was decent there. I thought he was looking at Sting while Sting was talking like, you dumb piece of shit. And, and it made me wonder, like, <laughs> how much is Oli, how much is Oli getting paid to be all right with and play nice on all this? That's messed up. You just hate Sting. That's all it is to it. Mm-hmm. You just hate Sting. That's all it is to it. Yeah, I hate him because he let Darby Allen get hurt last week on AEW. I haven't seen that. Hopper, did, were you making a comment because of the Z-Man? Uh, yeah, kissed? the chicks uh, love the old Z-Man. Hmm. That is that a chick? Oh, come on. You sound like Doc. Bruh. That's a large woman. That That's <laughs> fucked up. We've seen the Fantastics and, like, fucking R&R uh, avoid. What is that? That's a, that's a large woman woman how do you know that looks like that big fat kid from the goonies that grew his hair out it's like pat from saturday saturday night live that's why i said how do you know that's a woman right well then how i don't think the z-man would kiss a man (laughs) you don't know what he liked that's right that don't judge yeah He does look like the fat kid from Goonies. I'm yeah. telling you, that looks like Chunk. Yeah. Oh, you go. Hey. <laughs> I'm just trying to say, you know, let's, Dude, let's not assume. Gen- we are not here in the business of assuming genders. Some big old broad. Doing now? Dude, she's built like a football. <laughs> That's a line. Okay, man. how old is that thing? That's not. Nice. Gotta be a doll, bro. That's an adult. You think she's like college age? No. I mean, maybe she's older. 18, 19, 20. Okay, let's assume she's 19. Is there a wrestler on the card that would take that home? I'm no. 
<laughs> Mike? I don't know, bro. There's some dudes out there who got some low <laughs> standards. Not, not, it, no, I'm not talking about the Shalmate, Shalmation sensation. I'm talking about on this. Oh, call. yeah. Danny Flamingo would take that home in a heartbeat. He ain't got yeah. no standards. Yeah. He's got no fucking, yeah. None. You don't give a fuck. I mean, I know he's married. I'm not talking. I mean, you know, his wife's beautiful, but I'm just saying, like, you know, in general, before he was married, he had no standards, bro. Yeah. He'd have, he'd have took that home. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Um, Yeah, Doc, I hate to tell you that, but, I mean, look, you got guys like Norman a Lunatic in the back. He'd probably take that home. Okay. Jesus, oh. Lord, that's a big broad. That's a linebacker. Well, uh, enough about that. The Z-Man, is uh, he comes out there. He's going to defeat Gene Ligon. He cuts a, they show it on here if you're watching a video version with us. He cuts a pitcher-in-pitcher promo as the match starts. Uh, give them credit. It wasn't taking over half of the screen as they wrestled like they had done previously. So I, I'll give them credit there. At least we're not completely cutting off the ring. Doc, any thoughts on this match? I prefer the segments where you see an interview and then do some wrestling. Yeah, I don't like the picture in picture. That feels very WWF-ish. What do you think? It does. You think? I wonder where they got that idea from. <laughs> Straight from it. You know Jim Hurd, Look, here's, he probably... Here's the thing. Z-Man, there's nothing wrong with him. I was kind of hard on him last week. There's nothing wrong with him, but it's just not my thing. I don't know. It's just not working for me. I mean, it's not as bad as like the dudes or nothing. Yeah, it's just, it's just he's in the middle. He's a mid card wrestler. Okay, fine. Now Jr. tells the biggest lie of all time during this match. What'd you say? He says if you, he tells all the people watching that if you get good grades, then you can get the paper. Maybe you can get the pay per view. That's bullshit. <laughs> I get I did get straight A's. And there ain't no pay-per-view happening in my house in 1988, 1989, 1984, 1985. It ain't happening. You ain't have cable. Right. I mean, I didn't get good grades, so it wouldn't have mattered anyway. But, yeah, he's he's telling a lie, bro. You ain't getting... There is nothing on October... We got cable in 1990 or 91. We got it like in 93 or 4. First off, it's October 21st. There is nothing I'm going to do between now and the 28th to bring up that D plus to an A in seven days. So that ship sailed if he'd have been talking to me in my house. Nope, wasn't happening. That's a lot. I would have got, I would, man, I ought to bring him in here and cut a promo on him. They're in the house. I could have, man, I could have come home with straight 100s and they'd be like, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. yeah, straighten up, asshole. <laughs> How much is this pay for play that you want to order? Thirty nine ninety nine. Get the fuck out of here. So what, what? That's the wrestling that you watch on TV. Yeah. Why do you need to see this? Yeah. Why I gotta pay for this? Once every twelve weeks, we t we go to your grandparents' house so you can see this on Saturday nights. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Trying to explain what a pay-per-view was to them back then is just as hard as trying to explain to them what a podcast is now. I tell you, they think I'm taking flat back bumps back here. Right. 
All right, Doc, any other thoughts on Z-Man defeating Gene Ligon? No. Yeah, nothing happening there. All right, so then we cut to a segment. They show the blacksmiths building the Thunderdome again. Uh, Harper didn't see this last week, so Harper, look. Let's see this. Let's roll back to it, and you can kind of Mm -hmm. comment on it. But uh, here it comes after the the replay with the Z-Man. We've got, here it goes, Moss Blacksmith Shop. Custom, custom ironwork. ironwork. Yeah. And they're in this shack. That looks like it's good. Because that's, that's where a corporation goes to get its steel cage made for pay-per-view. And it's made by the American Gladiators. Yeah. There's <laughs> nitro and blast. Yeah. <laughs> it's electrifying. <laughs> They're welding it together. Boy. Yeah, is... buddy. You know, what wor- you know what works? Is a Sting and Flair and Muda and Funk get out there and bleed buckets and beat the piss out of each other. I mean, all you really need is a chain link fence, brother. Yeah. And for those four, you may not even need that. Well, I'm just saying, if you want to put them in a cage, you just need the sure. chain link fence. You know? God. Uh, go ahead. I'm somewhere not playing Jim this. Hurt, somewhere, don't, but somewhere Jim Hurd is going, he's a damn doctor, Dr. Death. <laughs> Why doesn't he have a stethoscope? Jesus, this is easy. Come on. <laughs> so what they're talking about is, we go to like this 50-second promo from Corny and Dr. Death, and Dr. Death has a stethoscope around his neck, and he's checking his heart rate and checking Corny's heart rate. And he talks about Luger for a second and tells he Luger to watch himself. Te- he did everything but tell JR his heart rate was 69. This is fucking stupid. Stupid. You got a <laughs> legit badass and you just fucking put a skirt on him. Jesus. That's like the total package Lex Luthor coming out with like you packages. Lex who? Huh? What? Ask him again. Yeah, Luger. Yeah. 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 He said he did say Luther. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What did you say? It's like Lex Luger coming out with what Hopper? You broke up a little bit. With with fucking UPS packages because he's the total package. (laughs) He delivers. Oh Jesus! Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty dumb. The the it made no sense, and he didn't even really say anything. So after that, we go to the next match. Remember, we got eleven of them on this card, and this is only number shit. three. Who sits? Yeah, he looks like the Mac Tonight guy. He the, did the big Mac commercial. Sid Vicious with Teddy Long is going to defeat Ricky Nelson and Rick Cannon in a handicap match. During the match, Teddy Long comes out and he tells he's telling Doctor Death. That he doesn't want any part of Sid Vicious or oh, Dan Spivey. Doctor Death is chasing. I don't know what he's doing with the the stethoscope. It makes no sense. Anyway, Doctor Death said, "I don't want one of them. I want both of them," which was actually a good line. And Teddy tells Doctor Death that he's stupid and crazy. Um, Sid's gonna dominate these two, and that's all I got. Doc, what do you got? Yeah. I thought it was quick like it should have been. I mean, if we're going to do a squash ma- squash handicap, let's do a squash handicap and get it over with. I personally... Like he works at, 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 at fucking Firestone. 
Um, this I love when Sid does this to these enhancement talents. I mean, he just look at this, dude. He just. Do you know how hard it is to throw another human being like that? And I mean, he gets the momentum going, and he's got him up in that almost razor's edge position, and he sends that dude into orbit. It's pretty damn phenomenal the way he throws this guy around. Um, incredible! Like, just I'm always amazed at at that move. And then he just clubs that other poor bastard. Anyway, Sid wins. Harper, do you say anything? Say something else or no? No, just that guy looks like he's a manager for uh. But Jiffy Lube or something. He may have been. He may have been. Okay, Doc. Any other thoughts before we uh, keep going? No. So we keep moving and we go to another Halloween Havoc plug. I think this is one of the ones with Elvira. I wanted to get Hopper's thoughts on this. If we haven't already talked about it. Uh, no, maybe maybe it's not. Or is it? I couldn't remember. It's Sting. It's Luger. No. Yeah, this isn't, this isn't one with uh, Elvira. Anyway, they're plugging it. You got to give them credit. You know, plug it. Use the time on your air. Um, have people call. Get the pay-per-view, even though none of us were getting it at that time. It's October 28th, so the next Saturday night. The way they do it next week is the episode that Harper watched out of sequence is basically like a, supposedly a live lead-in to to the uh, pay-per-view. So we'll, yes. we'll see that. It's not the greatest episode of Saturday night, but you got to give them credit. It was a, it's kind of a good way almost to have an infomercial before your pay-per-view. You know, if people are watching it and they keep hearing you plug it, they may end up ordering it. Not us, not our parents, but, you know, others that could do so. So anyway, we keep it moving. Uh, let me keep going as I fast forward. JR and Corny throw it to a segment where the Road Warriors had just won a match and they cut a promo and after they win... They call out the skyscrapers. They tease a little conflict, but nothing actually happens. Doc, did you have anything from this segment? I like the fact they were just out there and was like, "Yeah, let's let's get it on. We ain't, we don't want to wait." The one thing that they said that I didn't see was they kept saying that security broke it up, but when they fought, I didn't see security out there. Well, I actually like how they did this because they tease, they tease something happening, and that's how you do it when you're building up a match between some teams. You really don't want them to do too much because you want to save that for the money, which is the pay per view, or whenever they're actually going to wrestle. So you get you work the crowd into a lather. You act like you're going to really do something, but you really don't do much of anything. Maybe you make contact. I don't like when they make contact. I just assume. In many of the instances, you kind of just avoid it, and that yeah. way it's you teasing Maybe a shoving it. match or something yeah. like that. But you don't want them all out brawling. Yeah. In most situations, although there are times when it you like where it hits the fan because then you're like, man, they got to settle this at the pay per view. So, but I like how they tease this. I thought it was good. Now's all I have. Now, I mean, they'll be doing spots in the ring and shit right now. Oh, uh, Hurricane Rana. I mean, these yeah, big bastards will be. You'll be jumping on somebody. Uh, they're not. They're not teasing nothing now. They, they give it all away, which is why it's all meaningless. Yeah. Hate to say it. I'm I not know. trying to bury current wrestling, but it is what it is. Yes. Um, Doc, any other thoughts? No, I am ready to see these guys get it on. Yeah, 
Yeah, and I'm re- big motherfuckers. And, yeah, and I'm ready to see this promo. Yeah, let's go to it right about now. Skyscrapers. Halloween Havoc. And it's not going to be trick or treat for you, skyscrapers. Teddy Long, there'll be no prizes for you. You're in for the lesson of your life, right, animal? Teddy Long, skyscrapers, how do you feel? You're one week away from getting your butt kicked all over that ring to the other end. How do you feel? You know you got to get in the ring with the Road Warriors and look at our past record. Anybody that's gotten in the ring with the League of Dune has gone down one, two, three. Kill them, Hawk. It's Halloween, 365 days a year for us. And you know something, skyscrapers? Have you ever wondered if there's life after death? You'll never find out. Because we're not going to kill you. Dead men can't feel pain. Then how could you beat them up again and have the satisfaction? Nah, we would never do you the favor. It's quite obvious the Legion of Doom more than ready for the skyscrapers one week from tonight in Philadelphia. About to pop one, I think. I'll tell you something, that's... They're intense always, Doc. What did you have from this? Halloween is 365 days a year. That's the second only. Do- this year, Halloween came on a weekend. Me and Ghetto Boys went to retreat in. Robbing okay. little kids of bags. Bitches. Till this homie came up from behind our ass. Never quit your day job and become a rapper. Okay, Pumpkin. I can't. I I like the Ghetto Boys. They're better than Bones, Thugs, and Harmony. Jesus oh, come Christ! On. You sound stupid. Oh God. Well, speaking of stupid, Teddy Long is out here cutting a promo, and he starts being abusive to Norman. And Good. that's my only comment about this, Doc. Do you have something from it? <laughs> my only thought was Teddy Street and special people like Harper does. That's <laughs> nice. <laughs> What's wrong with you? That's fucked up. That dude told Hopper, I'm going to kill you. And he was serious. (laughs) He jumped on Hopper's back. Imagine if Hopper got killed by a special person and then you and I got to hop in the car and go down there and settle up with a a special person. (laughs) I'm trying not to think about that. Oh, my God. Doc, any other thoughts on this? He's mistreating no, Norman. I, I mean, I, I yeah. dude, it's why just, is this given TV time? Because Arn Anderson's in the WWF. <laughs> uh, not for long. I know. Um, yeah. that's what's all... every time I see the fucking Road Warriors. I'm thinking they're getting closer and, and closer and closer. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Yeah, I, this is the this is the strangest thing because, and I keep saying it, but then another thing hit me the other day when I was watching this. So Teddy's got a serious team in the skyscrapers, right? And mm-hmm. we also know that Teddy ends up managing a hell of a badass tag team called Doom. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, they get him involved in all these. He's got good stuff going on. And it's like schizophrenic. You get him involved with this nonsense. Why? It's so stupid. Like, so the thing about it that makes it just such an anomaly and just dumb is 
You've got good things happening with him. With the skyscrapers. We ain't the biggest skyscrapers fans, but let's be real. That's a that's not a bad gimmick. It's good. It's realistic. It's re- it's believable. They looked the part. They looked the part like you always say, you know, Sid looks like he just walked out of a Marvel comic. And yeah. then not only I mean, we got Norman out here who just I just noticed he's got one shoe on that's black boot and he's got a a converse yeah. he's, he's got a converse he's con on the right foot. It just Yeah. Oh. Franken beans. What? Come, come on. Something about Mary. Yeah, Doc I never knows. saw it. Nah, I didn't like that movie. I thought that movie was shitty. I seen it one time. Yeah, right. That movie's awesome. And for everybody who 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 messages me and tells me about Norman, yeah, I I I get that he was. A talent elsewhere. I'm not. I'm not judging. I'm not. This is not me saying Norman is the shits. This is us saying this is dumb. The actual gimmick in in the character and Teddy Long managing him like that in a nutshell is just so stupid. I didn't realize how how short he is. Teddy Long's almost eye to eye to him. And how tall is Teddy? Because you've stood next to him. Yeah, I mean he's fucking shorter than me. And you're six one. Yeah. Oh, uh, so anyway, I don't know, bro. I got nothing from it. Uh, Norman defeats Thad Clark. Clark in like uh, I don't know a minute or two. Any thoughts, Doc? Anything else? Oh, well, boy. speaking of speaking of one snooze fest, we move to another. The dynamic dudes with Jim Cornette. Remember, he's their advisor. Are gonna wrestle Keith Steinborn and Joe Kazana. We saw Kazana last week. Um, the dudes are gonna win by DQ. Um, since Corny is with the dudes at ringside, Michael Hayes is on commentary, and good God, he is horrendous. The dudes are about to win when out of nowhere Hayes and Garvin attack the dudes. So remember the dudes and Freebirds are wrestling at Halloween Havoc, so that's probably a good thing to have them attack them. Um when the Freebirds attack, the Midnight Express slowly make themselves down in the ring to help out the dudes, but they were in no hurry to help out the dudes. They did it as slow as possible, and then the Midnight leave and get out of town. Doc, news fest, but um, give them credit so for I, the running. Well, I've got a new, I've got a new one. I, I can't do it. So I'm doing the same thing we used to do when, like, the Bruise Brothers. And- uh. All those guys fought in Smoky Mountain. I'm, I'm fast-forwarding it. But I will tell you this. That end popped me. When Bobby and Stan came down and Stan was taking off his watch before he got in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> that is phenomenal. Remember when I told you that the best part about this was Stan? Yeah. It, it, it's there's He is stuff. hilarious. But Bobby's slow. But like... Stan is like, eh, I guess I'll get in here. What the fuck? It's okay. Okay, hold on. Here so we here go. it is. Here okay, the the midnighter, the midnighter jumping up, not the midnight. Barbara, the Freebirds are jumping. This, this shit's funny. Okay. And then Corny's calling the midnight, as you can see. Come on down, guys. Hurry up. Look, Harper, they're taking their sweet ass. They're <laughs> still. Bobby gets in. Look at Stan. Look at Stan. <laughs> I, let me take this necklace off. Hold on. Jimmy, <laughs> help me with this. 
He Somebody doesn't even does. help. No. He he, oh. he gets in after it's uh, over. Uh, what are you going to do? Stay late and a dollar short. That's awesome. <laughs> I would Stay. anybody rush to help Johnny Ace. Thank God for the Midnight Express. That's all I'm going to say about this. They yep. actually make what's happening interesting. Yep. At at best. All right, uh, Doc. Any any other thoughts on how all that went down? Not a damn thing. I'm ready to go to the next segment because oh, it was phenomenal. All right. Uh, so now we go to Terry Funk and Gary Hart. Let's hear what they got to say leading up to this match uh, at the uh, in the Thunderdome. Here it is. Ladies and gentlemen, seven days away, Halloween Havoc in the giant Thunderdome cage. It's all going to happen. It's going to be settled once and for all. You know, Jim Ross, I don't want to talk to you, nor do I want to talk to you simple-minded people out there. I want to direct this conversation to Gary Hart. I want you to know that under no circumstances do I want you to throw in a towel. Now, we've discussed this in private between you and I, but Carrie, there could become a situation that it would be a career-threatening injury. And later, I don't want you to come back to me and say, Gary, why didn't you stop the match? So publicly, on tape, I want to pose a couple scenarios to you. If the situation arises that you receive a broken arm, what do I do? Don't throw in the towel. What happens if you separate your shoulder, a neck injury, a knee injury, Don't an ankle throw injury? throw in the towel. Publicly, you have cleared me of any responsibility of a career-threatening injury, and I am going to live by this. I will not at any time consider throwing in the towel, but there's one thing that you must consider. Ole Anderson is a cold-blooded individual, and I do not believe that he will throw in the towel. What will you do when the sting and flare are rendered unconscious and he still won't throw it in? What will you do? Gary, if that takes place, if Sting and Flair are down, I will continue beating on them. And so will Muta, because Ole Anderson has to live with that. It has to be on his conscience. And I've cleared myself with you and the public, right? Right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's go up to Rhubarb Jones. All right, Doc, thoughts on Funk and Gary Hart right there. Man, I thought that was great too. I mean, I I, I really want to see how this ends. And the fact that you got Ole and and Gary coward ways to flag. These are two of the most heartless sons of bitches you could think of. How is this thing maybe going for all night? You know. I agree. I mean, Gary tried to show some compassion. What do you want me to do? And Funk's crazy old bastard is like. Don't wave the flag. Don't throw in the towel. So I wanted to ask Harper this because he wasn't here last week, Doc. I don't know if you're noticing, but Funk's got the same shirt on he had on last week. And I and you I ever wanted... wear a shirt. You ever wear a shirt like that before? No. Harper. 
looks like he's uh, like the, the uh, country western band from the Blues Brothers. How would you describe what he's got on Hopper? That uh, like he's on uh, Grand Ole Opry in 1989. Yeah, uh, he's he's about to perform at Branson, Missouri. There you go, <laughs> Mike. You ever been to Branson, Missouri? Take a guess, Tinkerbell. I'd advise you stay pretty far away. It's awful. I went as a kid. Is that still a thing with I those old know. old country acts? I don't know. I mean, you said Grand Old Opry, but I'd assume that most of them sound like either Def Leppard with a fiddle now or yeah. country rap. What do you feel about country rap, Mike? What's yeah, country rap? It's like rap with a country feel. Only you you would love it. I doubt that seriously. They got uh, country death metal now. Jesus Christ! It's 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 what uh obituary meets Tim McGraw. Imagine hearing that shit. He doesn't know who obituary is. (laughs) He doesn't know who Tim McGraw is. I know who Tim McGraw is. I don't know who obituary is. Well, good. I, I mean. Why? Why? Why Harper, is everybody? Was, was was I hate God a big thing down there for you? Yeah, yeah. Those yeah. guys are dirty, man. Yeah, real dirty. Any other thoughts on Funk and Heart, Doc? Man, I'm. If we could just like have Oli sub in for Sting, I'd be ready to roll. Or Arn. I mean, what if Arn subbed in for Sting with Oli out there, and it was. Flair and Arn versus Muda and Funk with Hart and Oli outside. That'll be fucking awesome. Yeah, but the, this is a long-term thing with Sting and Flair. I know and, it lasts for fucking ever. I wouldn't say forever, but well, it lasts got... twelve more years until the final match in Nitro. No, I get it. No, 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 no. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about just with Sting and. The quote-unquote horseman and leads up into wait. what happens in 1990, where let's Doc, go back to 85 and start over. Doc's head is going to explode when Sting finally wins the world title. Explode! I can't wait to do that pay per view. I'm just gonna quit. Who was the last NWA champion? Man, when this was still. Part of the NWA. I guess it was Rick Rude, huh? Wendell no. Rude. It's all in that kind of time. No, we'll no, no, no. I don't think it was Rude because Rude, Rude was like it was like a technical. He was that international bullshit. Whatever. Remember? International. That's he, guys, 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 we got to stop this. If we don't stop this conversation right now, we've already said too much. Mike's inbox is going to be full of answers. For this <laughs> well, no, I know Rude was Look, not NWA World Champ- don't, Champion. Yeah, he Frazier, was, wasn't I, I know, I, no, I know all of he you were wasn't. Tempted. Shut up. I'm trying to help you guys. I know all you people listening are talking about hitting pause right now, and you're going to set us straight. Here's the thing. Save your time. We don't care. That's not we're true. Gonna, well, we do care, but we we'll got care. Google too, motherfucker. Right? No, First, it's, it's we, do, a... we do have Google, and we're going to get there in a couple of years. 
So just hold on. <laughs> hold on. Uh, I love it. I get like a hundred responses. No, such and such was one time. There was something. One start, of y'all. Here's, here's the real rib. I'm gonna start messing shit up on purpose, just so people send send you corrections. <laughs> no, yeah, no like, my, was the Italian stallion really from Italy? <laughs> one time. Well, you know, it's funny. There's one time, I don't know if it was Harper or Doc. I don't know which one of y'all said something that was wrong. So anyway, somebody, somebody, somebody messaged me or somebody, you know, sent sent the show or my personal uh, Twitter or tweet. And I think I may have responded and said, you know, I'm not really sure because I'm not going to make it up. I was like, I don't know. And I didn't, I didn't feel like Googling it at the moment. And what happens is. You get other listeners who will start like uh, answering, and then before you knew it, there were like three listeners who were cutting promos on each other, arguing. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I'm out of here, bud. Y'all, y'all have fun with this one." Yeah. No, seriously, um, that's that that does happen uh, pretty frequently. But anyway, um, yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get to it to who the last quote unquote NWA so, champion was. It was not rude though. I'm almost Mike. certain of that. I don't care. Mike, okay. I'm going to tell you, this is a this is sort of the little bit past the halfway. We're, we're coming downhill on this episode. You need to hit the gas here because there's about a five segment. Well, there's about a couple Wait. of matches. It's just, what the fuck are we doing? Well, well go ahead, Hopper. You about to say something? P.S. Hayes was letting him get some stuff in. Yeah. He, he was, even though it is only like a three-minute match. But uh, the Freebirds... Yeah. Hayes and Garvin defeat Tony Suber in the Italian Stallion, who is not from Italy. Actually, I don't know. I'm just saying it. Uh, Corny, on commentary, Corny isn't too happy about the Midnight moving slowly to help the dudes previously when the Freebirds jumped the dudes. Corny says the Midnight shouldn't be so jealous, and Corny is rambling trying to defend the dudes getting the world title match with the Freebirds. Cornette must must have been just blowing steam out of his ears as he said that. Anyway, uh, like I said, the Freebirds are going to win. Doc, any thoughts or we keep going? Keep going. Doc, do you have anything from uh, Garvin and Hayes' promo? I thought it was very meat and potatoes. And Hayes repeats himself with the heaven don't want us and hell is afraid, blah, blah, blah. I mean, he says the same thing over and over. Did you have thoughts on that promo? No. All right, well, we've got a phenomenal segment next. Doc, give me a second to fast forward to it. Do you want to Mom, say anything yeah, about it? Yeah, I'll set this up. So we're going to get, Harper, we're going to get Corny's investigative journalism debut as he goes to Woman's Suite to find out what's the deal with woman. And... Pay attention to the champagne bottle and the champagne, Harper. That's all I'll all say. All I'm going to say is this. Is there's four words to describe this segment, and it starts with all and ends with live. <laughs> okay. Let's go to it now. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to World Championship Wrestling. James E. Cornette and Jim Ross back with you here on TBS. We're going to see how James E. did on his uh, journalism assignment this week, Journalism 101. I want your comments, but first, we got to see this. Well, we're sitting here in the hotel suite, a woman 
she wouldn't come to us. We had to go to her. There's a lot of things people want to find out about her. There's a lot of things people across the country would like to say to her. Well, I want to do that, but we've been here 45 minutes so far. She's not here yet. I'm about to say heck with this whole thing, and she can come see me on a Greyhound if she wants to talk to me. Jimmy, have you been waiting long? Of course not. Let's have some champagne. You know, beautiful Bobby and sweet Sam don't have anything over you. Because you're Jazz and Jimmy. So why don't you pour us a glass of champagne, and I will tell you exactly what I want you to do. Now what? Wait a minute. Wait a Hold on. What? Sit down. I didn't come over here to drink champagne. Get that stuff. I don't even drink any with less Pepsi. I didn't come over here to get my tie twiddled. I didn't come over here to get my chin fumbled with. I came here to ask you some questions. Now I'm soaking wet. You kept me waiting for 45 minutes. I don't appreciate that either. Now the people out there want to know something about you. You buddied up to Rick Steiner. You made him fall in love with you. Then you turned around and broke his heart. Why? Why do that to Rick Steiner? Because I wanted to get into professional wrestling. I didn't want to stand behind him. I didn't just want to be his girlfriend. Please, I don't stand behind men. You wanted to be in professional wrestling. You were getting a lot of publicity. You were Rick Steiner's girlfriend. Why was Rick Steiner not good enough for you? Do you really think that a trip to the zoo and Super Supreme is what I want? I want to be treated like a woman. Oh, so, so Rick Steiner's tastes aren't good enough for you. You like the finer things in life a little bit. Yes, is that... I do. The finer things. Like... Well, <laughs> I can't understand this. If you like the finer things in life, what about Kevin Sullivan? He's not exactly a lady killer unless you're talking about his breath. So why Kevin Sullivan? He, he's not a finer thing in life. Kevin Sullivan hates Rick Steiner. And he got the men to do the job that I needed to get done. So what you're saying is anytime somebody can do you some good, any, anytime somebody can serve your purpose, well then you're slick. But as soon as they outlive their usefulness, then they're, they're history, they're finished. You go on to somebody else. I had some things to say. I said them. I'm finished with you now. You know the way out. I'm going to bed. <clears throat> she really brightens up a room when she leaves it. Well, we wanted to know who woman was. I don't think we know anything more about that. I think everybody knows what woman is. Warning, I gotta say, what happened? You know something? You don't realize the magnetism that this woman has until you're in the same room with her. I went there, I know what kind of person she is. I know what she's done to the signers. I knew what she was gonna try to do to me, and she still almost suckered me in. She still almost got to me until that champagne hit and it woke me up and I realized where I was and what I was supposed to be doing there. But she can sucker you. She can sucker any man in the world. I'm convinced of that. Fans will see her team doomed. Take on the signers on the 28th. But right now, let's go up to the ring. All right, Doc. I thought that was fun. What did you What did you have? Absolutely. Corny's a natural at those kinds of things. He popped his cork. He shot on his hand. Um <laughs> She's all the way live. She's she's still pl- she's trying to play him. Corny's not going to get played, but you take a look. Mm, look oh. at that. Yeah. Oh, got something on you. Yeah. Okay. Let me lick that off. Mm, did you did you hear when he said, "Wait, wait, what am I doing? I don't even drink this stuff. This isn't Sprite." I think he said something. He said like, Pepsi. <laughs> Pepsi. Okay. Here, here. Let, let me go back. I'll, I'll rewind. No, it. We, we get, heard we it once, bro. Okay. All right. I ain't here for this shit. I got my, I got all my shit in early. I'm done. I quit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> what other thoughts you no, got on this stuff? No, it just, it just reminded me of a better produced Smoky Mountain segment. 
And it, that means it's great. Look at that. Jesus Christ. God, I know, huh? That's 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 a hell of a woman, man. That's a hell of a shot. Mm, mm, mm. All right, well. Fancy. Doc, take your hand off you. I can't. Stop trying to rub one out. <laughs> Rubbing it out over there. Uh, oh, boy. Harper's over there cranking. Guess what I'm doing. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> That's okay. Harper, any other thoughts before we move to the next I segment? mean, look at that shot right there. The fucking cleavage. She's smoking hot, man. Everybody knows it. Yeah. No lies detected. I want to see Missy wear a dress. I mean, like we that. can't agree on politics, left versus right versus day versus night. We can't agree on what day of the week it is. We can't agree on sports. We can't agree on anything, but we all can agree that woman is smoking. 100%. Mm. They say, man, we just got to find the common ground where we can all come together. Well, I found I found it. Mm. Grow up. What's wrong with you? Come together. If that's the case, we should take a pilgrimage to her grave site. You got issues. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. Uh, any other thoughts, Doc, before we keep moving? No, that was that was a good segment. Government, I'll just say government cheese. That's getting the the Rolex. Let's just put it out there right now. Not for me. For me. Okay. You damn right. Okay, we'll keep moving. Uh, we go then to the I, next I'm, match. Here's the thing. I'm I'm still undecided on mine. I have three contenders, and she ain't one of them. Yeah. Okay. Hey. The next, uh, a woman's place, as Arn told us, was in the kitchen. Okay. Non wrestling. Mike Rotunda is going to defeat Greg Evans in the next match. Doc, anything from it? Not one single thing. That's nice. Um, we then get a replay of last week when Luger and Pillman were just throwing blows at each other and killing each other. Uh, Doc, any thoughts on the replay? I mean, I know you don't, I don't do replays. Do replays. I'm sure you're going to say, you know, you just hit the fast forward. Um, so there it is. That's that. Yeah, they're, they're swinging, they're brawling. Well, Scoop. There it is. Do you have anything from Luger's promo, Doc? I thought Luger was really good here. I did, too. I was just making sure we're on the same page. Let's go to that right now. You know, it takes a lot to rattle the total package, Lex Luger, but Brian Pillman reminds me of a young boy who plays with a stick with the hornet's nest until it's too late. Because, Pillman, this is big business. This is a big sport. There's big stakes. And there's big reputations, and I've got the biggest! And Pillman, you've rattled my cage. And sometimes when you rattle hard enough, and that cage door swings open, you don't like what you see. Because Pillman, it's gonna be Jason, it's gonna be Freddy Krueger, it's gonna be Poltergeist, all wrapped up in the one form, the form of the total package Lex Luger. Because my reputation is my lifeline. It's my bloodline. It means more than anything in this world. It means more than this title. And Brian Pillman, 
You tarnished that reputation, and now you find out what this sport's all about. You taste success, now you taste the pain pill of defeat. Good promo right there from Luger. Doc, what did you think? This is big business. Damn right. And he's making it big, and when he is like, man, this my reputation is bigger than this title. I mean, I disagree with that, but he's making it seem big. He's, you know, you've rattled me. He acknowledges that he's been rattled, but now he's getting that response and he's saying that Pillman ain't ready. Well, there's only one way to find out, and that's to tune in and watch. You say you tarnish my reputation and now you'll taste defeat. I kind of like that. Harper, you got anything yeah. from it? He's ready to kick his ass. Damn right. He's saying Damn fucking right. Brian Pillman doesn't fucking realize how big this shit is. Right. So after that, we go to Lex Luger's match, and he's going to defeat Richard Sartain. Doc, any thoughts? I just thought that Richard Sartain looked like a budget version of Robert Gibson. That's true. Yeah, with his gear. Yeah. <laughs> That's messed up. <laughs> I also noticed that Luger was using the rack again. He backed off that superplex. Um, You know... What tag team Richard Sartan was a part of besides... The Rock and Roll Rebels? Yes, besides the Ding Dongs, because he was one of the Ding Dongs. He was, um, was it the Rock and Roll? Yeah, the Rock and Roll, um, Rock and Roll Rebels. And you can tell from... I think you better get that tights. right. You can get a full inbox. Yeah. I was, trying to, I was trying to look it up real quick. I don't want to get in trouble. Because, uh, you know, I don't have a memory like Doc. You know, he's... He's great with that stuff. But anyway, um, yeah, man. So uh, he does look like Gibson, though. There's something to that. I mean, uh, he's even he's even got a little bit of a hairy chest like, you know, Gibson's got with the gorilla suit that Gibson always wears. That's, that's real. You know what I don't get? Why? You see, you see in the background the fucking cameraman? He's yes. wearing a fucking UNLV shirt. They were big then. Yeah, but you think... You think he'll wear a fucking TBS shirt? Nah. I mean, we don't have a contract. The... They don't. We don't have a contract with Centos to to do uniform delivery. Oh god, it's just it's like this dude just like okay, yeah, I'm gonna wear this shirt. Stacy <laughs> Ogden is my hero. <laughs> That's what they do in independent wrestling these days. Aubrey, what are you talking about? Yeah, but this is supposed to be independent wrestling. I know. I'm, I'm just saying. It's funny you see independent wrestling referees, and some of them just literally go out there with a pair of shorts and a t-shirt on the referee. Yeah, I just look like fucking. Uh, I just yeah. sometimes I just like I hate wrestling. You should, man. There's nothing good about it today. Yeah. I, All right. So Luger defeats Richard Sartan. After that, we get a match with Doctor Death, Steve Williams. He's going to defeat Brad Avery. I made note. Dr. Death came out too bad to the bone. Doc, yeah. any thoughts on that match? I hate that song. Nothing on the Why? match. Why? Dude, George Thurgood's cheesy. Come on. And the Delaware Destroyers? Come on. Come on. Come on. How many times are you going to say come on? Come on. Come on. Okay. Well, come on. well, look at Stan. Oh, look at that get-up he's got. <laughs> he's got a beef. Oh, boy. So, after Dr. Death wins, you about to say something, Hopper? Did I cut you off? 
Uh-uh. Okay. Let's go to Jim Cornette in the Midnight Express. Stan's about to pop off at something here. Mm. It is. Well, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of fans have been talking about the situation now involving Jim Cornette, the dynamic dudes, and is the Midnight Express not happy with Jim Cornette's involvement with the dynamic dudes? Here's the time to play. Do you mind not stirring things up? Hey, before you get started, can I ask you a question? Are there any more of your buddies or pals who want me and Bobby to come out here and save and bail out before you get going here? Yeah. <laughs> hey, why don't you get over it? Why don't you just get over it? You've been out here making us look like idiots for the past couple of weeks. In front of all these people, we've never fought before. If we had words, we did it in the back. That's bull and you know it. Let me tell you something. If you'd spend a little more time with me and Bobby to those two little punks, we might have some title shots around here, Jimmy, and you know that. But, hey, I have done 100% for the Midnight Express, and you know it. I've lived, ate, breathed, and slept the Midnight Express for six years. I've never slacked up. You know why we ain't got that title shot, and you know just as well we're going to have others. But you hey, won't no, let, me slack say, up. let me tell you something. You've done a lot for us, Jimmy, but hey. me and Bobby have busted our butts for you. We were the world tag team champions, and we're trying to... You're spend, let me tell you, you're spending too much time on those guys. You're neglecting us, darn it. Hey, I ain't neglected nothing. I'll tell you what, it's a personal thing between you and Johnny Ace. Personal, not professional. It don't have nothing to do with business. You'd be the world tag team champions if you spent as much time wrestling as you did chasing girls and laying out on the beach. Well, at least I chased girls on the beach. Those two goose routes building sandcastles and throwing frisbees on the beach. Now I'm getting sick and tired of you two guys out here arguing like a bunch of two old ladies. Let's put us into it now. But hey, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you one thing, hey. You've been with us three years. Bobby's been with us since the start. If there's a complaint about Midnight Express business, then he ought to say it. Bobby, what do you think? Well, Jimmy, I'll tell you, your lady, I don't know what to say. But I'll tell you, Stan's starting to make a lot of sense to me. Hey! Awesome. I've been knocked off scaffolds for you guys. I've been beat up and busted open. I've always done my best for you guys. I've never... Well, I don't know if we got anything settled here or not. There's a problem there, fans. We'll be back. Fly and Brian is coming up next. I love mm. that. Doc, what did you think? It's easy to go with Stan here, which was phenomenal. But the other thing is Bobby doesn't talk. And so when Bobby does talk, as bad as it is, it means something. Yeah, really, huh? And Stan basically called the dudes homos. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> he said, he said, you damn right out there chasing women. They're out there building sand castles and throwing frisbees. <laughs> <laughs> and corny was ballsy saying if you spend as much time you know you didn't chase girls you'd have the straps i thought stan was phenomenal there i thought corny was phenomenal i thought eaton was phenomenal they're they're really telling a good story with stan in mm-hmm. the way he's been the last few weeks Kind of started showing how he wasn't happy last couple weeks, and he's he's leaning more into it this week, and he's even taught being more talkative. And and like you said, Doc Bobby, you know, I, I honestly think, man, we've been doing these shows since the end of '85. I think we've seen Bobby talk three or four times at the if most, that. at the most. And and you think about that. So in four, almost five years, mm-hmm. Bobby has spoken. Not even once a year. That's yeah. tremendous. So Bobby being the voice of reason is really incredible when you think about it. it's serious if Bobby's speaking up. I thought you made a great point there. Harper, what do you have from this? Uh-oh. Oh, he, he went Luke took a must dump. have called. Hey. Oh, there he is. All right. Maybe Luke called and took a dump and needed somebody to help him wipe. 
That's well, nice. Oh, his oh, his oh. arms are so large he can't get around there, so he needs Harper to come over and help. You ever wonder how the T Rex wipes, Doc? That's I mean, nice. Yeah, I, I mean, I've never. No, he's got, I've really. He's I've got, never had that. His, I've never his, had that thought. His arms are regular length. It's just that they're real skinny, and he's kind of massive. He's probably got one of toilets that like sp- that sprays it up. <laughs> it's called a bidet. Yeah, I, a bidet. I, would assume that his boyfriend cleans him. Oh! oh come on, man. <laughs> well, you want to clean that area before you explore it. Yeah, with your wet ass. Fuck that. <laughs> Imagine pulling up your drawers and your ass is all wet. <laughs> there's got to be something you dry it with before you just put your drawers on. Yeah, yeah there, there, your there's a... Just wipe your ass then. With toilet paper. <laughs> Sometimes toilet paper doesn't do the trick, Hopper. You yeah, know? I mean, come What's on. What's wrong? What do, you, what do you have? Shit coming out sideways? I mean, if you eat enough yeah. fiber, you should be fine. Drink enough water, you should be fine. I mean, you know, sometimes, man, you, no, you, you, got, I don't. you got them. I don't. You, you tell us. You, you get it where it's, you know, it's, it's, it's not a clean I'm going to help know? you out. We go to Brian Pillman with Rock Rocky Riddle or Rusty Riddle or whoever the Kurt Schilling lookalike is. He's trying to get done. (laughs) He's trying to get done with the show. He's trying to get done, y'all. He got his flips and dives in at the beginning. He's trying to get done. No, my thought here is, man, Brian Pillman is white hot. I have an idea. Let's stick him with Z Man. (laughs) That'll really cool him. That'll really cool him off. (laughs) Unfortunately, there's some truth to that. That sucks, but it's kind of true. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, Pillman cuts a pitcher-in-pitcher promo right before the match. He tells Luger he's been he's been granted into the frequent flyer Pillman program. God, I hated that line, but I love Pillman. And yeah. Luger is getting a one-way ticket to Halloween Havoc to get a whooping. Um, I've got a note, Doc. Uh, I do want to play something from Corny only because uh. it's a follow-up from what was discussed in the promo so give me a second let me get back to it and i believe it's coming up right about here here you go line brian high up in the air that leap frog takes the over in the hip lock pillman has just been sensational beautiful high flying drop kick riddle out on the floor i'm, I'm sorry jim i'm gonna try to get into this i'm i know i'm standing here stuttering standing around like an idiot i don't know I'm, I'm kind of embarrassed to be honest with you well, Aaron, ain't the word for it, okay? Well, I tell you, I'm sorry. I really am. I, I wish that this... I, that's why I wanted to say earlier. Let's just get this thing settled and get it behind us and move on. But it doesn't seem like Stan wants to forget whatever's in his past. I don't... What is it? Johnny and Shane asked me to help them out. Otherwise, I'd give them up in a second, but they're nice kids. They shouldn't be penalized because of Stan. Stan has a problem with Johnny. You don't know what it is. I'm not going to tell you what it is because Stan Lane's still a friend of mine, and I can't embarrass him, even though he came out here and embarrassed me. That shows a lot of class, and I we appreciate no, that. No, it just shows that I just I don't even feel like talking about it anymore. Let's go on with it. Well, I'll tell you something. Fly him. So it's a key to point out. Corny says he's embarrassed. Corny says mm-hmm. Stan has a problem with Johnny, but Corny teases us and said he doesn't want to tell us about it. It's just a seed that he plants because it's going to come out that there's a problem with Johnny and Stan, and it's actually hilarious, and it's great storytelling when we get to it uh, as we carry this path along. But Stan and Johnny got some issues, and I'll let you take a guess over what the issue is about. Is it a girl? 
But, uh, well, I mean, Stan just called them. What did you say he called them in the previous promo? Frisbee huh? throwers. Frisbee throwers and sandcastle builders. Anyway, um, Pillman's going to win this thing. Doc, any other thoughts on the match before we uh, finish, uh, go to the last thing segment here? The last match. I tell you. So we go. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead every Hawk. time I hear Cornette say, say flying Brian, uh, waiting for him to do his the whole podcast lion and, and the whole spewly. I, I mean, it, every time I hear it, I keep waiting to hear that. Come on. Did they pay for it? Did they pay for ad time? I'm here? just saying. <laughs> Doc said we don't even plug Cornette here. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were about to say every time he says flying Brian, I'm waiting for him to break out the story about uh, Pillman plowing the woman and winking at the kid. No, but Corny said Pillman would be at home by 10 p.m. every night to get ready for Luger. And I was like, shit, he's getting home at 10 a.m. Oh, yeah. By far, 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. He's he's leaving the chick's house, going to the gym, and then he's going home at 10 a.m. There you go. That's what he's doing. So uh, Pillman is going to win this match, uh, which you would expect. We finally get to the last match on this card. Remember, I said we got 11 matches this week. What a marathon. Rick and Scott Steiner are going to defeat Jerry Price and Tommy Angel of Smoky Mountain fame. Notice once again, this is week two where Missy is not with the Steiners. There's a story there as to why Missy's not there. They may not need Missy, but I do. I hear you. Rick Steiner. Rick Steiner. I made a note. I don't have a timestamp. He hits the most ridiculous suplex on Tommy Angel. I don't know. He did, somebody does something at one twenty four ten. Okay. So I, I just wrote, "Damn." <laughs> one twenty four ten. That might have been when he did what I thought he was going to do. Here it is. Well, let's see. Let's um, see what we got. No, this see. is just more violence. Here, this might here be we it. Go. No. Oh, this is a clothesline after the yeah. God, that was just foul. That was foul. He leapfrogs Scott and Rick is there to just take his head off and bend them backwards. What I was gonna say was Steiner was they're, about to drop. They're salty, they're ready. Dude, they ran a Frankensteiner that popped both Ross. Scott hit the Frankensteiner. They don't know what to call it. JR and Corny both popped. It didn't finish the damn match. Yeah, but this I don't thing. even know if we thought it was supposed to be a finisher yet. I mean, it's like it's so. I don't such know. The There's just a whole of bunch it. of shit. There's a whole bunch of shit popping off here, and 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 that I want to see, and it's not being presented correctly. Like what? I want to see Doom and the Steiners. I want to see the skyscrapers and the Warriors. I want to see, um, the main event. <laughs> I That's the see... suplex I was talking about right there. Yeah. yeah. I want to see Pillman and Luger. Doc, there's going to be a pay-per-view that's going to be presented all that. Calm down. You're not going to see that on Saturday night. I said I want to see it. It's all jobber matches. That's what they always do, but they talk more shit. You can't give us just one that's, you know. Hold your horses. That's coming shortly. Two names. They're going to do that shortly. They're going to start doing that for, for a while. Corny says it was because of Sweeps Month. He talked about it on the podcast a couple of years ago. Jesus Christ, Sweeps. <laughs> we're a TV company. <laughs> That's right. Uh, here, we're going to finish things up, but uh, this is what I was talking about. So Rick, Rick Steiner gets up Tommy Angel in a suplex, and when he gets him up, he damn near drops him, but he's so damn strong, 
He's able to keep him up. It's phenomenal, and then he ends up suplexing him. Uh, here it comes. He picks him up, almost drops him as he goes around the ring as he's running, maintains him, and <laughs> flings him backwards. Jeez. You got to be strong to pull that off. Incredible. Like you said, though, the Steiners are going to win, and that's Reckless. how this uh, – Reckless my ass. That's how this thing ends. So we go off air after they win. We're going to rate this thing. We're going to hand out some Rolexes before we do so. Reminder, the Halloween Havoc pay-per-view that we're doing, the review, will be next week. It'll be after the show airs next week. So a day or two after the the October 28th show airs, we'll post the Halloween Havoc pay-per-view, providing we've still got electricity and we can record it. Um, So on that note, the only way to get that episode is to go to tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Sign up, become a patron. Go annual, you get a month for free. If not, sign up monthly. But again, it's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Also, don't forget to use the Amazon Associates link. It's tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. Great way to support this show without spending anything extra. If you're already spending money on Amazon, the show gets some support in return when you use the Associates link. Give the link to the wives, girlfriends, side pieces, and whatever you have in your life. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. Doc, you said you, you know what? I want you to, I want you to rate it first because you seem a little salty. I'm going to go with a B. Oh, I thought you were going to give it worse. Well, I'm going to give it an A minus. Harper, what are you giving it? Even though you didn't watch it and you watch it now with us. Uh, I guess a, a B, a B not. A B minus. This is too many goddamn job matches. I know, man. Welcome to Saturday night on TBS. I mean, yeah, where are you been? Yeah, but bro. you don't think about it if enough people are talking good shit. Okay. Well, then um, who are you giving your Rolex to, Doc? Man, I thought long and hard about this one because I thought long and hard about woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Funk and Gary Hart were phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Luger was great. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Stan Lane, man. He does things without having to have the mic, and then when he gets the mic, he does good things. I'm going with Stan. I told you I'm going with woman in the cornet segment. I'm going to give it to that segment. Who are you giving yours to, Harper? The the uh, the midnight and and uh, cornet uh, promo. We like wrestling, and you just like to look at white women. Yeah, you see, maybe you are a a what? white lover. <laughs> I was waiting to see what he came up with. Yeah, I was kind of wondering where he's going with that. Too. Was like, well, where's he going with this one? All right. Well, um, I've got a yeah. household emergency. Something's going on out there. What's wrong? I got to go. Ch- I don't know. I got to go check on it and resolve it. Um, but hey, I just want to say it's been a-, a blessing to be here tonight. I'm gonna let Harper and, and Mike take it home. Uh, and until next week, um, blessings to all. Yeah. All right, man. We'll catch you later. Later. All right, Hopper. We're going to take care of some business before we get out of here. You got anything before we, uh, no, let's roll. All right. So shout out to our vantage point, the retro wrestling podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, the Northern version of BTT, slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun. Nonetheless, they support us. So please support them. Also, check out the Bottom Line cast with Mike Pru and JV. They do our show on our ECW show on our Patreon feed at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. 
But they also do a free show uh, called the Bottom Line Cast on the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. So check them out as well uh, at Bottom Line Cast on Twitter. And again, there are ECW hosts on the Patreon feed. Um, Harper, you sure you ain't got anything before we get out of here? Nothing happened this week that you need to report to the BTC Army out there or anything like that? Uh, no. Am I how was the to? How was the Wednesday night watch party with all the fans? No. They all kinds of oh fuck man Doc left. They had a, a whole bunch of beers. He he would have liked. Really? Yeah. Okay, you'll have to share all that the, next week. Yeah, all the IPAs and oh, they, oh. yeah, they had a, a a seltzer that was was it taste like? Remember Surge? Yes. Yeah. A Surge-inspired seltzer, which I didn't drink. Okay, I was about to say, what did it taste like? I didn't drink it, because it, it, it looked like that like green beer you have during St. Patrick's Day. Like the green, like, <laughs> patch blue ribbon and shit. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hard pass, brother. Yeah. Ah, those seltzers, I mean, they all right. Well, just, I'm talking about the regular ones. When I say all right, I'm not saying I'm buying them and drinking them. I'm like... I can't they, drink them, man. They... they they okay, but dude, if it ain't Hennessy or a See, I don't Samuel want Adams okay, or bro. what's you know, that? I don't want okay. Like, like I agree. When, I, when I'm drinking a beer, like I don't want to drink something that I like that I'm forced to tolerate. Right, me either. So a Rolling Rock, you're never forced to tolerate. You actually like it. No, yeah, I drink Rolling Rock. Hey, you always talk about Rolling Rock. What's your other? What 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 others do you prefer? Um, I still got the Natter Days. I got a whole thirty pack sitting in a refrigerator. Still haven't tried that. Well, you're missing out, son. Dude, I told you what I tried, and Doc said he didn't see it. I found this at the at the liquor store. Um, again, don't don't laugh at me, people. It's a Sam Adams. Uh cherry wheat ale got a smooth flavor to it yeah not really i don't know how to describe it not really cherry but that's what they call it but it's got a smooth flavor to it i don't know the one guy there was a guy in there he's like oh yeah it tastes like cherry i don't think it tastes like cherry but it definitely a smooth beer during uh christmas when uh yang lang came out with the hershey's yang lang Yeah, I still see it at, no, at, at, at some of the stores, bro. I'm like, fuck that. I'll just drink gotta... a goddamn Yoo-Hoo. Fuck yeah, that. Right. <laughs> so is it a stout? I don't know, bro. It's it's some like Hershey Yingling. Send me a picture. I gotta see that. It came out I... during uh Christmas time. You said they still have it in the store though? At at uh I see it at at a one store because it's it's just you know it's been sitting there since fucking Christmas. <laughs> it's probably stale now. Nah. Send me a, if you see it, send me a picture. I'm I'm curious now what the hell you're talking about. I mean I know yeah, I can it's, it, it's, it's 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 Hershey's and a Yingling Ugh. came together. Ugh. All right. Well. Yeah, that sounds. Uh, I mean, sounds for the, fucking for the gross. People. For the people who like that sort of thing, that's the sort of thing those people like, I guess. 
Anyway, Ugh. all right, man. Well, that's about going to wrap things up. Once again, become a patron, tinyurl.com slash BTT. It's the only way to get access to over 200-plus Patreon episodes, including all of our clashes that we've reviewed and the upcoming Halloween Havoc 1989 review that we're going to do. Also, don't forget to use the Amazon link, tinyurl.com slash Amazon. It's a great way to support the show without spending anything extra. You're already on Amazon. Please use the link every time you shop on Amazon. Uh, appreciate it. We'll do more five-star reviews next week for the uh, Canadian reviews that we got from our longtime Patreon member, Matt Wilson. Other than that, I'm going to get out of here, so I'm going to have Hopper hit the tagline so we can ride on out. Fuck it, bitch. Bitch.